0: Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Once a Dabber podcast, the podcast dedicated to Nantwich Town Football Club, members of the pitching in Northern Premier League. I'm Murray Watson and we're going to talk all things dabbers. We're going to look around the league. We're going to have a view from the box with the opinion of Mark Briscombe. And then we're going to look at everything else that's been happening in the club this past month and a half one thing I will say, I'm joined as usual by Jack Beresford and Liam Price, and I will say off the top all things that are said here are the views of myself, Jack and Liam, and have got no do not reflect those of the club or anybody connected to the club in any professional way. Jack, Liam, it's not not much has happened in the last six weeks, has there?
1: Very little. Well, what is it? (laughs) New Prime Minister, new monarch, new Nantuch managers. So yeah, not much <laughs> at all really.
0: Yeah, I know, that's very good, yeah. Well but we'll say the reason we didn't have the podcast a couple of weeks back was we were scheduled to have it on the day that um, Queen Elizabeth passed. So we just thought it was a good excuse as well because of other things that were going on in the club. <laughs> so that's why we put it back a couple of um couple of weeks. But yeah, it's it's all go at the moment. So what we're going to look at is we're going to look at it in about three stages. We're going to look at the season so far. Uh, We're then going to, as I say, speak and hear the thoughts of Mark Briscombe. We're then going to look at the new managers and what they're going to bring. Then we're going to look around the league. And something I'm just going to throw in for a bit of fun, a quiz. So it's going to be seven questions. Actually, that's a lie. It's going to be six questions each. And let's see how much uh, the media men know about the end of last season and the beginning of this season. I did actually tell them about it, so I'll be be expecting full marks from both of them. (laughs) So, right, let's just say the pre-season was okay, we were doing okay, and then well, we might as well look at the first um, group of matches. We played Lancaster away, uh, Warrington Rylands, Guiseley, and FC United of Manchester. So, uh, Talk me through how you thought the season
1: of had started, boys. Yeah, I mean, it was, I I wasn't at the first two league games, I was off on holiday, but once I came back and sort of got the briefing on the first two games, it was pretty good, two draws against two good teams. Then the goal sort of dried up a bit, uh, started losing by the odd goal here and there, just stagnated a little bit and it kind of it, it snowballed from there, really.
0: Yeah, what about you for Jack for the when um, Liam was sunning himself in Canada? What
2: was, uh, <laughs> yeah. what was your take of it? It was a, a steady start. Obviously, the draw at Lancaster turned out to be a decent point, considering we played um, about an hour with uh, 10 men. And so, obviously, that was a decent start um, and away from home and then. Obviously, moving on to the Rylands game, which no one really knew what to expect from them. Obviously, they've had quite a um, heavy investment over the past couple of seasons. But again, that was another fighting draw. Um, And then that was my last uh, uh, game for a bit because I also uh, went away. So... Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was actually when you look to the start, uh I know it was only three points, only one win. I mean what I mean only one defeat. And then we did actually have two tricky games at the best of times. At the start of the season, if somebody said Seth Shields at home or Warrington away, and somebody said you're gonna lose both these matches, uh, I have to admit, you'd have lost yeah, not ideal, but it had been ex- it wouldn't have been that bad a thought. So what were the performances like against South Shields and Warrington?
1: Uh yeah, I mean South Shields I've, uh, it was it was okay. We didn't we had one or two openings. Uh yeah, but they, they, the goal they cut us open very easily really. There was uh Louis Alessandra, a very experienced football league player, sort of made the move down the side. Uh, peeled away from the cent- got between the uh, centre back and the right back. Nice little cross, good save, and then Woods, who'd been in good goal scoring form uh, from midfield, uh, put the rebound in. Uh, yeah, that was that was really it. it. They could have maybe had one or two more. They weren't they weren't they didn't blow us off the park. It's safe to say that, but we didn't really threaten them much either. Uh, so it was probably probably the right result.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously going on to the Warrington game, they're obviously a decent side and we never seem to win there. Um, But again, it was they were obviously the better side and we were probably lucky to be level at half time when uh, Dan scored, but I think that was the game where Dave questioned a lot of the players' fight and their uh, desire, um, and it probably showed in the game that there was only maybe four, five, six players who, who were fighting for every ball and, and who actually wanted to play for the badge, I guess. Yeah,
0: that was a bit that you have to look at and it. say it was a bit worrying. And of the games I saw, they just seemed to be... It was almost very similar to the start of last season that the team just didn't seem to gel. And the players, I think, were still giving 100%, but they were not necessarily going in for the 50-50 uh, challenges. And I think it did mirror... Last season, with the exception that I think we got more points on the board early. And I think, I don't know, I just it just looked like, oh my goodness, we were bottom of the not bottom of the table because of Whitby. But it was almost, ooh, is this going to be another season of staying in this league when I know that I think the club want to go further? So it wasn't the best, was it three points out of the first six games? And then we had the game against Congleton in the FA Cup. You look at it and go, that's a good one. It's a chance, league below, at home, uh, to actually get ourselves firing again. It didn't work like that at all, did it, Jack?
2: No, I mean, on, on paper, obviously, there are a couple of levels below, but their squad itself, like like they have got some very experienced players in there. Um, So it was always going to be, like, a lot harder. Um, But again, players didn't really show any fight. Two of our more um, influential players went off injured in the first half, obviously Dan and uh, Sean, which obviously isn't an um, an an excuse, but it didn't help us. And then I guess the penalty in the second hour kind of killed the game and then it was well obviously that was the turning point in um um, ultimately
1: yeah it was this was a it was a very bad day from start to finish uh i thought we were congleton bullied us i think they wanted it more they ran us out they ran over they ran more than us uh they should have been well out of sight at half time they should have been multiple goals ahead if it wasn't for Louis Lewis the in goal. Uh that that was a game where I started to to align with my thinking with what Dave was saying about some of the players not wanting it and not not putting in a performance for the club. Uh so yeah it was it was as bad as it as bad as it's been in my time uh covering the club as as a media person it was it was really bad but you know Congleton have deserved it on a day and they're still going in the competition in the third qualifying round
0: Yeah because they beat Newcastle didn't they uh, on uh, in, in a replay from that so yeah so obviously they're not that bad a side but and that unfortunately led to the board making the decision to uh, dismiss Dave as manager of the club and we're not going to be here to talk about the pros and cons of that. That's something I think we'll discuss when everything's settled down. But uh, just wanted to speak to Jack and Liam about your dealings with Dave. He always came across uh, as a guy that really cared about Nantwich and wanted to give 100%. So what what was it like with your dealings with them, boys?
1: Yeah, I mean, what can you say? uh, His association with the club goes on long before either of us two were born <laughs> I think it's safe to say that yeah. so he is Twitch in a lot of ways uh I mean okay speaking with the media heads on he was great to interview I interviewed him for over a year uh, since I uh, of the time at the club after after most games uh he always got a got out what he wanted to say no matter what the questions were that was a crucial thing uh you know, I, I would always kind of uh, give an open-ended question when I started an interview with him because he would have everything ready for his whole thoughts on the game, like catalogued, ready to go, and left every aspect of, the perfor- of a performance and a result and individual performances and things like that. That was really good to uh, to work with. He'd always put someone up, even if he wasn't up for doing an interview after a game, he'd send Jay uh, or Nigel Uh, so yeah, from that point of view, I couldn't ask for anything better, really.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. Um, He was fantastic with ourselves. Obviously, he's been around the club for 40 odd years, which is just amazing. It's quite rare that like one person is involved in a club for as, as long as he has been. He's certainly a legend of the uh, club. It's a shame how it hasn't worked out as such, um, but hopefully he'll carry on being involved behind the uh, scenes and and also a, a word on Nigel and, uh, 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 Nige and Jay as well. They've obviously left and they've also been here for uh, sig- Niffy a amount of uh, time, and both of them have worked well with uh, Dave, and they've both been fantastic with ourselves. So it'll certainly be strange not uh, seeing any of them in the dugout, but uh, I think all of them can be proud of uh, what they've achieved at uh, Nantwich. And after
0: a sacking, you always have new people in the door and they put them in the interim. They appointed Richie Sutton and Gary Taylor Fletcher. So they then took over for the next three games of the season before the permanent appointment. And that was a 1-0 home win for against Belper. You lost away to Atherton, Collieries, but then first away win of the victory against Staleybridge. So Liam, uh, wasn't what did you think of the games, and was there an improvement in the team? Because you were mentioned, you mentioned about the fact that you, you didn't you didn't think at times you were playing for the shirt. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, well, I think the first thing to say is officially Dave left by mutual consent. So that's, and I think it was just Richie that was appointed as interim manager, and he's brought in Gary uh, alongside him. But yeah, so. In terms of uh, the Belper game, it's a, kind of really was a perfect first game because they were also in the relegation zone, low on confidence. Uh, we started quite slowly in that one, but the, you could see that there was a bit more of energy about the about the players. Uh, definitely, uh, obviously, it's a tough start because you had no Cockle, no Sean Cook in uh, the two most important players, arguably. Uh, Belper maybe could have gone ahead with a header in the first half, but we rallied second half. Uh, he'd, I think it was, I believe it was the first time that AJ Leach Smith had played through the middle since he'd signed, and he actually, and he ended up getting the winning goal. It was a nice, very nice finish on a sort of half volley off his left foot. Uh, maybe it's pre- it'll prove to be a turning point, but it was it was promising and it was a much nicer. Atmosphere in the ground as well. It has to be said.
0: And then Atherton and Steelybridge. I believe you wrote both of these as well.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Atherton. This I would probably describe it as a bit of a of a return to some of the other defeats we've had in terms of the performance. Uh, as Richie pointed out himself after the game, the heads went down when we went the goal down. And this is kind of the problem. A lot of the season, we've not got many points from losing positions. Once a goal's been going in, we've been, you know, almost the games almost done. But other than the uh, Warrington Rylands game, uh, but it's been a bit of bad luck. Hit the post just after Atherton's first goal. If that goes in, maybe it's a different game. Uh, but yeah, that was that was kind of. A, a, uh, a low point, a low point, because Atherton were kind of not on the best of form either going into that game either. So, uh, But then Staley Bridge at the uh, last game, fantastic. Two goals of the highest quality, really. You can't ask for much more. But And the, the crucial thing in this game is we did go behind again. Uh, the pattern of these goals is not good because, it's a, like Atherton, it was goals not really clearing the lines very well, putting the foot through it sometimes. And the goal came from that, but the response was good. We fought, fought much better, fought our way back into the game. Even though AJ's goal, as good as it was, it came from pretty much nothing. We hadn't been building much momentum, but that's the quality that he has. And it was off his so-called weaker foot, across the keeper, fantastic finish. Uh, and then you know, Sean Cook free kick. It's a story as old as time, really. He he was always going to score that. I had the picture ready to go on social media when that was lining it up because I just I just believed that it would score it it went in off the post but it, they all can't
0: yeah so there was seem to be a positive and taking these um six points has actually moved the dabbers up up the table considerably because um when they did when they did leave under as you said under mutual consent they were second bottom but now they're um up to 18th. So out with the bottom four. And I put out there recently about who people wanted to replace Dave as a manager. And I know in our WhatsApp group, we've been having little looking at people and lots of various things. But it just shows that Dave wasn't necessarily uh, wanted rid of us. You often get a crescendo building up with just one more on Twitter said he wanted Dave Cook to come back. So it, it wasn't uh, that he'd lost the fan, the complete fan base, although I didn't hear many boos, I have to admit, at the Belper game. Not the Belper, the, the Congleton game. But then again, Dave wasn't there. Nantwoosh getting rid of their manager, wasn't the only one. He was the fourth manager to leave position this season. Belper, who've just been newly promoted, got rid of Steve Kittrich. Uh, Matt Locke, surprisingly, got rid of Paul Phillips. And um, Warrington Rylands have also got rid of um, Dave McNabb. And he did, he'd did actually just had his 150th game in charge. So, quite surprising the Matt Locke and Warrington uh, jobs becoming available. So, what other names had you heard that might be interested in it in the job before you came along? So I know we were having a little chat about that,
2: Jack. I hadn't um, heard of any other names, but I always felt as though it would have ended up being uh, Richie and 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 uh, Gary, based on obviously the results had improved, um, and obviously just the way that Rick. He was like speaking after the game, um, had a lot of praise off 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 fans. He's obviously a local lad. Um, he's he's been at the club before, so he was always going to be the per um, the uh, perfect fit. But it was sort of interesting because in and around the sort of fortnight that we didn't have an official manager obviously, um, obviously there was a lot of other managers who had left. Obviously, there was Paul Phillips who who people had uh, he'd been tagged in our uh, tweets about obviously having a vacancy. Um, obviously, John Owen Byrne, the former. Uh, Salford who had left Spennymore, and um also there was um, a full of others who had left as well. But I, I, at the start of the season, I know that Rick, she was brought in to sort of take over Dave at, in like a couple of uh, seasons. Rick, she was uh, sort of um at uh in to the club so they could sort of tutor him and, and teach him his ways. Um I don't think that Richie expected to be in charge after um two months but that's where he is and, and personally I I think he's a perfect uh
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think the the aspect that was in the statement from both uh, John Dunning and Richie, they both mentioned the community aspect of the club, and I think that's possibly a, as almost as an important factor as the on the pitch uh, things have, are the community aspects, and that is something it didn't with regards to Nigel and Jay that is a big big void in terms of the work they did uh off the pitch in terms of the community things and things like that so it's reassuring i would say to see richie mention that uh sort of unprompted to talk about the community and all the different elements of the of the club uh so off pitch as well as on pitch i think it's a good appointment i don't think there's any others of the names you mentioned or any anyone else who applied that that could have met that criteria as easily
2: yeah and it's interesting as well because Gary has also posted on uh, Twitter that he's happy with the start that he's made and he's, he's he now wants to continue to move forward on imp- improving the team and our local uh, community, which again, he's also touched on the community, which is a massive part of our club as a whole. Um, and Gary's obviously had an amazing playing uh, career, but he's also had in his short time as manager uh, at uh, Bangor, he's, he took them um, to the qualifying stage of the Europa League, which is uh, amazing. Um, a amazing. Um, Achieve. And it's obviously something to be proud of. Another benefit of having him in as one of our managers is he's probably got different uh, contacts all over the country, so hopefully he can use those and we can bring in some new faces to hopefully push it up the uh, table.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, having a manager coming from Bangor, people say, oh, what have they achieved? But here's a one. Who's the biggest manager that has managed in Bangor? Who is now, I'll give you a clue, he's uh, managed in the Premier League. Anybody want to have a go? He's currently unemployed, I'll give you that much. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. You got any idea, Liam?
1: Should he, uh, I uh, should
2: have used this in the quiz. Not sure. Mark oh. Hughes. No. Nope. Or yeah. like i Nigel, Dichel, Nigel Adkins. Really? Gotcha. Yeah. He
0: managed them to back-to-back league championships in 1995, 1996, and took them into, got them into European competition, but not at the into the thing. The only reason I know that is because... Um, <laughs> I've had a beer with him a few times because I, I studied in Bangor and where I had a drink would be was where he would stay and he'd up to the train station. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so if he's half as successful, um, if if Gary's half as successful coming to us, it'll be even better. Yeah, and if you <laughs> say, the the experience that they've got will hopefully become and. But like when Dave came initially, he he had contacts in the game. They'll have contacts of players that might they might be able to convince to come along, maybe on loan. So yeah, I think that's a good appointment. Would you agree that in the lads?
2: Yeah, I'd agree. 100%. Mhm. Yeah.
0: And just going back on that, um, what we're we're also saying along the lines that. I asked for people for what they thought of the season so far. And somebody said, underperforming, still need a few more players in. And that's Adam under the hashtag #AddsWilkie. He sort of um, tweeted us that saying, still need a few more in. And I think you'd expect to bring a few more in because a new manager coming in and just to try and shake, not shake things up, just to try and move on a bit more so have we heard of any possible incomings lads
1: i know that this there's, there's you thought i've heard that he's talking to players but that that's always happening isn't it it's uh, always going on in the background but we won't know until until either we get a statement to post or we see the players on the day and we have to sort of adapt to that but i think that he, he will he will they, they will uh Dave was looking to bring players in and I'm sure that, that process is continuing with Richie and Gary.
0: I agree. And then when you look at if you look at FC United, uh, a couple of weeks back, or oh, about 10 days back, brought in seven new signings. Yeah. So they've reacted. And there's been quite a lot of actually changes when, if you look at Matlock, the players that have left Matlock, they've brought the players in and quite a few experienced ones have been uh, disappeared for that out as well so and well who was the one that we were talking about that could have come in it was the guy from spennymore see the one that was doing a 350 mile round round um trek
2: every tuesday and thursday and saturday mm, that's it and then both of them said that they wanted a new uh challenge so fair enough for them for taking the job obviously it hasn't worked out and I'm I'm sure they'll be in a job soon which is a much nearer um... yeah
0: I know I know, exa- I know exactly what you mean and that's the sort of um, the thing that they're looking for because they are local they were local lads I think they'd managed at Chester yeah. as well but yeah it was um so I think we've been quite positive away that this has all all gone over and um just going to read uh the view from the box this came from mark Briscombe because i i always chat to him when i go to the when i'm at the games so just um and i've just been corrected is it like mark Brisbane. i don't know why i call it mark Briscombe. so it's um i'm not going to edit that out because <laughs> at the moment and it's typical, I can't actually find... what oh, wrote. Here, oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, he was saying he thought that the pre-season was quite positive, not in terms of results, but consistency of the team. They'd maintained a happy close-knit squad. that helped them get out of the trouble last season. That's a bit like what we were saying earlier, that we started a bit poor. But he thought as the games progressed, they, they seemed to have gone back to the performances that had been at they got them into trouble at the start of the season, and they lack drive, and they would go across the pitch. Yeah, this is a big thing that happens a lot of the time. That possession football is brilliant, if, but if you don't have an end product, it's it's what happens. Is um, what was it uh, Celtic had what 78%? No, actually 88% against St Mirren on Sunday, and St Mirren won 2-0. So it was. Um, you had
1: the, to get it. You had to get in. Get that in somehow, didn't you? I, know,
0: I, I, I watched it, and honestly, it was. It was. I was really surprised because I think Celtic are by far the best team in Scotland. They're going to win the league quite comfortably. Do you know what I mean? And I actually like yeah. watching them play, but they just seem to lack a cutting edge. For all the possession, Hearts have been like that. They have a lot of possession if they don't have the cutting edge, you're not going to do anything. But that's, as I say, I had to, I had to mention that. In. Uh, <laughs> it was like, he thought that the draw away at FC United was, it was a great performance. and thought it might be the turning point. And the FA Cup defeat, I think, as we've said, it, I wouldn't say lack of passion. He said it was one of the worst games he's seen. I think there was a bit of a, a lack, a lack of passion in there. So, uh, and, and the thing is, about he said that at the, last, at the recent FA Cup, Youth Cup, they had an attendance of 221. That's fantastic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. People will come along and watch a good team. And so, therefore, it looks like there's a lot of people that be might not be too far away from the crowds to get the first team to be looking forward. So, And he did say he wasn't going to write much, but he says, look, but I think we agree with everything that was said there,
2: don't we? Yeah, 100%. Um, He's right by what he said about pre-season. We were scoring goals uh, for fun. Um, Obviously, this season, we've only scored seven goals. Um, We managed to retain, I guess, the nucleus of our squad. Not many people left if any actually, um, apart from the players who went out on on loan, so it's it's strange how they can go from like winning games to being poor, I guess for use of a better word, but it's it's interesting to I guess that's all like a mindset thing and um, even after that I see United you know, game it was a positive point but obviously, but it was a it was a shame that we couldn't build on it I guess. Yeah I, I, I agree with
0: that and it's it's just the way that it goes. So just moving on to the next bit about around the league. Uh, South Shields top of the table, not really a shock, is it? Nope. And yeah, that's the best thing to say. But bottom of the league, is
1: that a shock? Yes, it is to me. I've been stunned by their results all season when they were losing every game and by some big score lines as well. Uh, I think the, the manager's last game, was it a 6-0 defeat or something like that? It was, it's unbelievable. Uh, I don't know how much turnover has been in the squad. They obviously lost Jacob Hazel to Darlington, but That is a severe drop-off. I mean, we got them on Saturday, uh, of course. So, perfect opportunity to uh, keep keep them uh, feeling the pain, really.
0: And uh, Stafford Rangers, second place in the league. Uh, Last season, they started really well and then they dropped off. So, they've done it previously. And then in seventh and eighth place, you've got Matlock and Warton and Rylings, who both lost their managers. You do wonder about that things like that when um, you have good starts, especially the Warrington manager, as I said, that's had 150, um, just done 150 games.
2: Yeah, both of those um, decisions sound a bit dodgy. There's obviously more to it. Um, It all sounds a bit strange what's going on at at, uh, Warrington, Rylands as well, because um, obviously... Dave is, is a good uh, Dave NAB has obviously built them um, like from the north west counties and they've definitely won the VARs at, 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 Wem, at Wembley as well and obviously they've had a decent start so yeah it's a bit of a strange one there's certainly something's happened there uh, behind the scenes which will be well, we'll never know obviously, well, the,
1: There's some strong rumours around both of those clubs, but we can't say because they're only rumours.
0: Yes, that is true. Right, yeah, right, it's funny. yeah it's just, It always makes you wonder, and that's why you suddenly thought, oh, whenever this was happening, you're like going, especially the Warrington Rylands one and the Spani you're like going, oh, have they applied for the country's um, job? I know that they obviously yeah. had. It. But, um, yeah if you, if
2: you that's
0: a fair point but, yeah. um, a thing. so and then anything else that's, you, that's caught your eye from the bottom, from around the league Jack
2: yeah. um, no I guess um, just looking at the tables now obviously Mask who came up there fourth they've got a good start um, and obviously Belper and Liver's Edge who also came up a, a make up two of the bottom four um, yeah I mean obviously it's early days so it's hard to say who's like staying up and who's going down and stuff but yeah um, hopefully we can push on I mean we're we're um, we're, uh, we're just uh, five points off the playoffs so uh, things are looking up as far as I'm concerned
1: Yeah I mean I'll add Ashton also in the playoffs they've had a good start Uh, and of course they've recently added another dabber to their uh, Mm. team in Joe Robbins they've already got Callum Saunders who scored a few goals uh I think we're playing them in mid october so that should be interesting uh yeah they're another one that i they're the only thatt other, other than the ones that we said that uh, have caught my eye with where they are after but i think there's only six points between first and eleventh after uh eight or seven or eight games so that that's really that's that is tight even it even uh, at this stage.
0: And the good thing with that is that we'd still be going a good run under Richie and Gary. uh, Who knows what can actually happen. All right. So are you all ready for a quiz to bring this all up, lads? (laughs) Yep. Right. That are six questions. And what I want you to do, because I'm going to make sure that you're... uh, When I ask the questions... I want your video to be showing. And I want your hands in view. I'll, I'll, I'll turn off my computer <laughs> That's the case. I've known about these things before and um, the way that you <clears throat> decide to um, start tapping on the computer. We a can thing? tell that you're a teacher, Molly. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I know what... Um, I know what students were like when they were lockdown, <laughs> so
2: Yeah.
0: So hang on, I'll just bring up the this this sheets so I can see both of you. All right. So I'll I'll actually go alphabetical. Excuse me, can you lift your hands up, please, Mr. Price?
2: <laughs>
0: okay. uh, Jack, if you want questions A or B? Uh- B please. It's just a chase. Okay.
2: Put
1: the
0: pressure on I know, I know. So we'll, we'll try this through. So okay. I'll go we'll, we'll start with, with I'll go one Jack, one Liam. Right, Jack. Oh, okay. How many players have scored for Nantwich Town this season? I'm gonna say four. Correct. Two points. Didn't, uh... Actually, just make it one point because it doesn't matter.
2: That's what I say.
0: (laughs) Okay, Liam, who scored the first goal of the season for Natwitch? Connor Heath. (laughs) Correct.
1: I wasn't there. That's good.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's impressive. How many goals have Natwitch conceded?
2: Oh, God. And this
0: is in league matches. 11? nope do you want to um have a bonus point Liam uh
1: eight
0: nope it's 13 oh. really oh. yeah right. hang on I'll just I'll just double check that uh, with that uh one at Lancaster uh mm. two at Rylands two three, three four seven. Is that actually, 12?
2: I'm yeah, well, I'm 12. Wrong.
0: It was 12, yeah, because it was. Um, I, I got the Steely Bridge result the wrong way around. <laughs> yeah, my fault. Ah, oh, well, at least you were wrong anyway.
2: I know, thanks, okay. yeah.
0: Liam, your question Who scored the last goal of the Dave Cook reign?
1: Uh, Dan Cockerline,
0: correct. 2-1, okay, two one, two Liam after the first two questions. All right, Jack. Callum Saunders was the third top goal scorer last season, playing for both Natchwich Town and Witten. How many did he score for Natwich Town? Last season. In
2: oh in the season. Oh god.
0: He scored, I'll give you a clue. He scored eighteen in total.
2: Alright, it's going close there maybe nope Liam
1: I'm going to say none
2: correct uh,
0: oh. fair enough okay and for Liam one player has scored a double against Natwitch this season who was it
2: Uh, uh it's
1: no pass. I'm not. I can't think of the name.
2: Jack. Oh, I don't know. Was it against Atherton? I'm not telling you. I but think then,
1: it was. Yeah. I think it was Congleton. Was it the same guy twice?
2: No. 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 You not no. no. I can't what? think of. Oh yeah, that book clean. Richards. Yeah. Quoted again.
1: Oh yeah.
0: So but it's still it's three one to Liam after these. Right. This is about last season. Jack, how many wins did the Dabbers have last season? (laughs) Uh, Eleven. (laughs) No, do you want to go for the return, Liam? Uh
2: he had
1: it was something like 54 points so that would probably that'd be 14
2: correct oh yeah because he won uh, five in a row at like the end of the season So 11 miles off you can
0: tell Liam You oh. did say he was revising for these so <laughs> I, wasn't revi- I
2: wasn't revising
1: that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Liam,
0: That's Okay. where did Nat Twitch Town finish last season oh, F- 14th no oh. what can <sighs> that throw one back
2: 13th
0: correct well I think Liam's going to question that are you
1: no no I'm yeah, I, I, I just got 14 in my head, I think yeah.
2: Is, will we top of, like, the bottom half as such, is that? Yes, we were, yeah. Makes any sense, yeah. How
0: many losses did Natwitch have last season?
2: If we had 14 losses, we must have had 18 losses. All right. Uh, Really? I yeah. that was a lot. Was 18 Okay.
0: Liam, how many goals did Nantiput score? Oh. Come on.
1: Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be, well, hmm. uh, 51.
0: Incorrect jack Oh God. Fifty six. Ten out. Forty six. Oh. Oh dear. So, oh,
1: no, I, no, I know there was a nut of nails, but then there was something like a Staley yeah. Bridge five one that could yeah what's through, maybe.
0: That's four three to Liam going into the last questions.
2: Woo-hoo. Is
0: yeah, I've just realised. I thought um, I thought I'd put the same question twice. <laughs> Alright <laughs> who scored the last goal? This is for Jack of last season for Nat. Matt Bell. Incorrect.
2: Oh no, it's not Matt. Can friend. I steal that? Can I steal? Yeah. Oh, like, he he is it Joel Starr? Correct. Um,
0: he put the corner in now. Uh. And last question: How many goals? Game over anyway. No, did, um, Liam, how many goals did Twitch concede last season? Uh,
2: hmm. I
1: think we had a negative goal difference. So, but not a big negative goal difference. Uh. Forty-eight.
0: No, can Jack steal a last point?
2: 15?
0: No, nope. it was 52. Ah. So, yeah, that was a bit of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good, that was.
1: Attention.
0: And then do another one, but what I'll do is I'll, I'll give you a bit of advanced one to try and <laughs> uh, revise up on the work and that so really well done so
2: anything
0: anything else you would like to add before we wrap up this this um, episode Um, Liam's shaking his head what about you Jack
2: No, I mean obviously um, a lot's happened but I think we've covered it all enough I, I should really pay attention
0: to my notes one last thing, because we're going to go through the predictions at, at Christmas with oh, everybody's yeah. predictions. So, oh, over the next five games because we'll try and do the pod at the beginning of um, November because um, there's only five games between now and the end of October that we've got scheduled. So, we've got Whitby at home on Saturday. Get yourselves down there if you get the chance. Hide away, Marine at home, Bamber Bridge away and then Matlock at home. So that, how many uh, points do we think we're going to get? And I'm going to ask you all this time who, uh, what, you, where you think you're going to get the points from. So who
2: went first uh, last time?
0: Can I just say that
2: that map lock game is now on the 1st of October. Ah, okay. Gainsborough have pressed ah. in, in the FA
0: all right, so therefore it'll still be played before, yeah, because that's a midweek. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Right, so I think I'll go with um, Liam, so quickly, Hyde, Marine, Amberbridge, and.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I've well actually, I'll just bring up the last predictions we made because I did to check them. Uh, we tried to it the first six games. Uh, Jack got. It's none and I, and I got four out of six not bad I got Lancaster draw Ryland's draw Geisley loss and Warrington Town loss uh so yeah I'm quite proud of that that's uh if it had been the other way around I wouldn't have mentioned it but obviously but uh <laughs> for next five games I've got a 2-0 win against Whitby uh a 2-1 loss at Hyde because their home form's been very good uh I've got a one 0 loss to Matlock, a draw against Marine, one one, and a two nil win against Bamber Bridge. I've I've got Liversedge as well, but I've said that'd be a win, but I'm not sure if that will be uh played before the next podcast.
0: So you're saying they're gonna get seven out of fifteen then. Yeah. Oh, well done, Liam. And what about you, Jack?
2: I think we'll get...
0: Don't just copy exactly
2: what Liam plays this time. No, no. Oh, I think we'll get... uh, I think we'll... win both uh, both of our home games against... Marine and Whitby. And then we'll... lose to Matlock... And then, and then, then I'm stuck on the hide one. Maybe Steely point at hide. Is is bamboo bridge included? Bamber bridge is away and hide are away. So you've yeah, got to is build. is. Is oh, oh and scrap what I said then I think we'll get nine points out of our next uh five games. So who are we gonna to lose to and we're we gonna win between Hyde and will Bamber Bridge? Whitby will be uh Whitby, Marine and Bamberbridge. And then okay. lose against Hyde and Matlock. Brilliant.
0: Right, so it's as ever, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. And um, moving forward, as I say, we'll do the next one in about a month's time. So, a bit of stuff to look forward to where we're hoping to sort one or two other little things out. Uh, and then follow us on Twitter at NTFC Podcast. Any questions, any concerns, any concerns? I hope no concerns, but um, <laughs> any. Anything you want us to discuss? We've already had something come through uh, about possibly getting the manager on. So we'll, we'll see if we can, even if it's just to do a question and answer, we'll see what we can do. Can't promise anything, but we'll give that a shot. And well, as we always say at the end of the night, up the dabber. Up the dabbers.